Your business is on the runway, ready for takeoff, yet your team is not even making contact. You're exhausted, and the business needs to make more money to stay successful. What do you do next? Welcome to Ask the Coach with professional business coach Oliver Baisner. If you're ready to soar to new heights with your business and be the pilot of your own successful destiny, stay tuned. We're ready to roll. Now, here's your host, Oliver Baisner. Hi, everyone. Oliver Baisner here. Welcome to Ask the Coach. And I am excited to be talking about the fourth success piece to every successful business. So we've talked about the other three in my uh, previous shows. Uh, we talked about clarity, getting clarity, going going, and having a lot of clarity, going broad in your business, making sure you've got all the bases covered. Systems, you know, how are you in terms of, you know, your systems, your structure? Is the effectiveness working? I've always said if you're putting out a lot of fires all day, you're probably missing some systems or you have some systems that aren't being followed. And then we talked about growth on our last episode. We talked about marketing and sales and all those things that go with growing your company. Today, I want to talk about leadership. Leadership is so critical. So why is it important? Well, first of all, nothing happens without leadership. You really don't have an organization unless there's some kind of leadership being provided. Now, if the leadership is weak or terrible, maybe the organization isn't running that well, but you've got to have some kind of leadership in place. You know, leadership skills are also transferable. That's been my experience. So if I took somebody and, and they were running a, an IT company and I threw them in a construction company, you know, you could make an argument that maybe they couldn't do that because they don't have the experience. And, and I beg to differ. I actually believe the leadership skills would be fully transferable. Now they'd have a huge learning curve in the beginning to understand the lingo and the acronyms that every industry has and, and how things work. But probably there's a lot of bright people around. So, you know, you've got the talent and the expertise right inside the organization. You know, I myself have been in, you know, corporately, I've worked in five or six different, completely different industries, always in leadership positions or senior leadership positions. And it always worked because I could go in with my leadership skills and I always had bright and brilliant people around me. So leadership is critical if you want to continue to grow your company, inspire your people and keep moving forward. So... My favorite three words are trust but verify. And with that, I have to ask a question, which I ask a lot of my clients as their coach, do you micromanage? And I always get the same answer. I don't think so, right? And maybe you do, maybe you don't. But micromanaging is not a healthy way of providing leadership. Micromanaging means that your people don't feel empowered, your people feel like you're constantly looking over their shoulder and it actually demotivates the team as as far as getting them to move forward. It doesn't motivate them. When I say trust but verify, it, it looks different. And I've, I've talked about it on, on several shows in the past, but trust but verify, you trust but verify a lot when you first bring somebody on board. You might even meet with them on a daily basis to see how things are going and get updates. And then as you know they're capable of doing certain things, you either increase the workload and continue to trust but verify a lot, or you start giving them a little bit more ability to, to work on their own without you having to trust but verify on a daily basis. You know, when, when my new assistant started, and, and that's been in the case of everybody that, that's ever worked with me, I trust but verify. I set up a daily meeting at the end of the day and let's see how you did, let me answer any questions, let's make sure you, we're setting you up for success. As they're competent and showing me they can do what they need to do, then we trust but verify maybe a couple, three times a week, then maybe it's weekly, and then maybe it's, you know, it's a couple times a month, depending on the situation or whether it's it's somebody who works right next door to me 
or if it's somebody who's remote in the field. So trust but verify, but don't micromanage. And you know you're micromanaging when you need to know everything that's going on. I've seen CEOs and organizations that had to make the decision on which Christmas card they were going to be sending out to their clients. Come on. If you're the chief executive officer of a large corporation, that's the last thing you should be focusing on. Who cares? Right? You've got a competent team who should be able to do that. And if you have been micromanaging, maybe they're scared to do it, but they should be able to do it. Now, with millennials, we want to talk a little bit about millennials because I've always said, I mean, I, I'm tail end of the baby boomers. I've always said that millennials are smarter than us, right? They realize that, you know, going and working for a company and putting in 80, 90 hours a week and, and giving up your weekends and doing what it takes to help the company make more money isn't enough. It's just not what they want to be doing. You know, millennials want to know that they're part of a greater good, that they're, you know, the company's having a positive impact with their clients and, and possibly the community or the world. And so if you're going to motivate and provide leadership to folks that really want to be part of a bigger picture and they, they want to know their own path as well and the ability to, to get training and to continue to grow in their roles and in their responsibilities, that's a whole different way of looking at leadership. You know, these people want to be inspired. They don't want to be just motivated anymore. And by the way, inspired individuals tend to work much harder and for a greater cause often than if you're just trying to keep your team motivated. Now, if you're small, you probably don't need to focus as much of your time on leadership. So if you're a company with two or three employees, then, you know, talking about purpose and values and mission and vision and all those things that go with leadership isn't really that relevant. Yeah, you're going to have some values, but the values are really a reflection of you as the founder of the company or the owner of the business. And so, you know, a great example of that was uh, a few years back, I, I went into an office of an IT company. It was two partners. And when I walked into their office, first thing they showed me was their mission statement up on the wall. They were very proud of the mission statement they created. And it was a good one. And then when we went in the boardroom over the course of our conversation, we met for about an hour over the course of the conversation, um, we talked a lot about, um, you know, they showed me everything they'd done. They'd had a coach they hired previously, and we talked about how the coach had helped them create a policy and procedure manual. And this thing was huge. It was probably a three-inch thick binder with all their policies and procedures and how to do things. And, I mean, it was very thoroughly thought out and well-written. And about three quarters of the way through the meeting, I asked them, you know, because the meeting, the one partner really didn't even want me there. And I looked at him, I said, so what's going on? Well, you know, it's apparent that, you know, your one business partner wants me here and he's excited about me talking to you guys. And, and you really haven't had much to say to me and had your arms crossed the entire meeting. So what's going on? And then he shared with me, he said, you know, they had hired the previous coach. They paid a lot of money over the last year and their sales went down. And I knew why, because we'd had enough of a conversation. I said, well, that's because of the four success pieces, all your coach focused on over the last year was leadership, right? And I said, what the heck for? There's five of you and two of your partners. They had three employees, right? Like you don't need, you've got a beautiful mission statement. You've got the, you know, one of the most thorough policy and procedure manuals I've ever seen in your industry. What for? Right. There was no point in spending an entire year on leadership. And as far as I'm concerned, leadership is that piece that happens over time as your company grows. They should have been focusing on getting clarity, putting the systems and structure in place for the growth and then really hit the growth hard. That's what they should have been focusing on. And so if you're small, you probably don't need to listen to this podcast till you start growing. You'll get some benefits and you'll learn some things and things you want to move forward on. 
But leadership really happens when you've actually got a company of, of, a, of a certain size and you've got a bunch of employees or virtual employees, of, you know, possibly a bunch of contractors that work for you. So we're going to talk a lot about um, the different parts of leadership today. Um, I really believe great leaders serve the people that they lead, not the other way around. Let me repeat that. Great leaders understand that they are of service to the people they lead and not the other way around. So it's not that the people are there to serve you. You're there to serve the people. And, uh, you know, I'll give you an example of that. You know, years ago, I went into a corporation and I realized at the time I had a, a very significant sized sales team reporting to me. And I realized that my sales team was spending a lot of their time uh, every single month, almost two days. They were either in the field or out of the field working on this report that got submitted on a monthly basis back in the head office. And... Um, I asked them about it and they said, yeah, it's just a lot of work and you know, there's a lot of pieces we have to, you know, have to go through our customers and update all the information and all of this stuff. And it, it was two days per, per rep. That's a lot of productivity. When you figure you've got about roughly 20 working days in a month, that's 10% of their time spent on creating a report. Not to mention then my assistant would get all the data, compile it, put it all together, spend another few days putting that together to send it in. And so I made a decision that I wasn't going to have them do that one month. I said, don't worry about it. We're not going to have you send anything in. I told my assistant we weren't going to send the report and we're just going to see what happens. You know, it was interesting because it was about six or seven months later, somebody, I was in a meeting in, in, in where our head office was in the city and we were in a meeting. And I said, whatever happened to that report we used to get? I said, oh, we haven't done that in months. And they said, oh, okay. We weren't really looking at it anyway. And so that's my point. Leadership is about removing roadblocks. It's not about adding more stuff onto your people's plates. If your people aren't able to get the job done of what you had hired them to do, so if they're salespeople and they're spending half their time dealing with emails and reports and stuff that isn't relevant, I'm not saying you don't ever need reports. You absolutely do. But minimize the amount of reporting that's going on to just the important stuff so they're able to do what they're supposed to do, which is go out there and sell. And so... Your job is to remove any kind of roadblock. Roadblock Doesn't matter what situation you're in. Doesn't matter if we're talking about an assembly line, if we're talking about a manufacturing plant. Like, what are the roadblocks to people being successful and getting their job done efficiently? And if you don't know, go spend a day with them. You know, I've done that. I've gone over on the manufacturing side when I worked for a manufacturing company and spent the day with the team. Right. More than once. And I'd learned all kinds of stuff or I'd ask a lot of questions. So, you know, what slows you down? What impedes you from get, you know, getting more done? They'll tell you. These people have great ideas. They're dealing with it on a day-to-day -day basis every single day. That's leadership. You're being of service to the people you're leading, not the other way around. You know, when we talk about leadership, you know, often what comes to mind is, is you know, I call them the four kind of key, key things that fall under leadership. One is your purpose, your values, your mission, your vision. You know, Leaders always think we've got to get the purpose right, the values right, the mission, the vision. In fact, there's a train of thought out there now, fairly new uh, type of thinking that says that stuff's old news. You don't need any of that stuff anymore. People don't want to have, you know, values that line up in a mission statement. And, and, um, and I'm not saying it's useful or not. In fact, I've seen some companies do a great job and, and I've guided companies to create some amazing mission statements and, and vision for their company. Um, but I've also talked to many, many companies where I asked the CEO, well, what is your mission statement? 
and they can't tell me. They might tell me a few words of it, they might tell me half of it, but they often can't remember their mission statement. So if you can't remember your mission statement as I'm talking right now, then how do you expect your people to, right? There's no point having a mission statement that nobody knows what it is or, or what it means. And so, yes, I think, you know, the values of a small organization often reflect the values of the founder. Um, in larger organizations, often they'll reflect the values of the CEO down to maybe even the executive team. But values can change if, if the leadership changes. That's all true. But people really need to be inspired. Inspired individuals, inspired employees do things because they're inspired. Not because you're having to measure success and monitor results. And I'm, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But they're inspired because they're inspired. Think about when you've been inspired in your life, whether it was, you know, back in school or, you know, in a previous job, or maybe it's your current job or career. When you're inspired, you're on fire. You'll do anything. You know, putting a few extra hours in doesn't make a difference. You're doing it because there's a greater cause and a greater reason for you to be there. You're inspired. And so, you know, that talk, I will talk a little bit about team building as well, because I really do believe team building, for the most part, it's okay. It's fun. I, I've done team building in, in my corporate life. And you do the team building and 95%, maybe 99% of the time, nothing changes. It was fun. You had a good time. People had a good time. But it's not long lasting and it's not inspiring. You know, here at Sonic Coaching, we don't even do team building. When we go in, it's about getting people to connect at a deeper level being more vulnerable with each other, having openness, understanding each other and where they've come from and possibly why there's there's certain resistance that pops up for people. Now, when, when people can understand each other at that level, they have compassion for each other. They're inspired to help each other. That's way beyond team building. So how are you going to inspire your people? That's a bigger question than how are you going to motivate them through having the right values? Now, if you've got values and you've got them lined up, I've seen some fantastic values in corporations, then that's great. And you're probably living your values if, if you've got them up on a wall and maybe you're, you're sharing them all the time with your people and you're hiring based on values and you're making good business decisions based on the values and, and the vision of the company and, of course, the purpose, you know, always moving towards the purpose, that's great. Now, how are you going to go beyond that to inspiration? So we're going to take a little bit of a break here. When we come back, lots of other areas to talk about, uh, including execution, taking responsibility, even talk a little bit about your competition. So uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask the Coach. I'm your host, Oliver Baisner. And we've been talking about leadership, the fourth success piece to all successful businesses. There's four of them. 
uh, clarity, systems, growth. We're talking about leadership today. I could talk about leadership for hours. I'm passionate about leadership. I really believe if we have great leaders in organizations, we have great companies for people to, to work at, and we make positive impacts on the planet. So that's why I love talking about leadership. You know, we've talked a little bit already today about trusting but verifying and not micromanaging. We've talked about purpose, values, mission, vision, but really beyond that, we, we talked about prior to the break about inspiring your people. How do you inspire them? Inspired people will do anything for an organization. So that takes us to, you know, the one that lots of organizations talk about, that is SWOT analysis. Strengths, weakness, opportunities, threats. If you haven't done one in a while, it's probably a good time to do one. Right? Go back and have a look because things are changing rapidly out in the, in the marketplace and in the business world. So what are your strengths relative to your competition? What are your weaknesses? How are you difficult to do business with? What are the opportunities that you see moving forward? We've got opportunities we're constantly looking at here, even in my organization. And what are the threats? Right? If you look four or five years out, are there any threats to your business? <clears throat> you know, Blockbuster didn't think they had any threats. Well, hence, they're out of business, right? So what are the potential changes? You know, we, we're, we're in disruptive, there's disruptive technologies, we're in a disruptive world, artificial intelligence, robotics, solar technology. I could go on and on and on about all the technologies that are coming and hitting us very, very quickly. Well, is there possible disruption happening in your industry? And so that's the threats you want to look at. Now, take that beyond that. I'd say have your entire leadership team go through what are your personal strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities and threats. So if you're looking at yourself as a leader, how, what are your strengths? What are you good at? What are your weaknesses? What are you weak at? Are you weak at having a tough conversation with your people? Do you give them way too much time or don't, if you're not honest with them about how their performance is? I see that a lot in leaders who just don't want to have the tough conversation. They don't want to be the bad guy, right? Well, if you're not going to be the bad guy, you're going to deal with other things poor performance, poor results. So is that one of your weaknesses? What are the opportunities for you personally? What do you need to learn and grow in? What do you need to get better at? You know, I've talked to many executive assistants. In fact, I did a talk years ago to a group of executive assistants. They wanted me to do a talk on organization, being more organized. And I looked at them, I said, are you serious? You want me to talk about organization? executive assistants are some of the most organized people in the organization in fact their job is to keep their bosses organized and they said yes that's why we want you to talk about organization because our bosses are terrible at it and so we need more tools and strategies well maybe that's your opportunity how can you get better to be a little bit more organized and then what are your personal threats you know what is it a health have you not been taking care of yourself there's all kinds of things to look at from that perspective. You know, when we talk about taking care of yourself, I've asked this in a group more than once now where we've got men and women in a group. And I look at the women, I say, how do you take care of yourself? What's self-care look like for you? And they're usually pretty good about giving me some kind of answer. They may not be good at doing it, but they're pretty good at knowing what it is. They'll say, well, you know, I, I'll take some time and, and downtime and I'll read a book. I'll go to the spa. I'll get a massage. I'll get my nails done. I'll get my hair done. I meet with a friend and we just talk over, over a cup of tea or a cup of coffee about things. And, and I'm able to connect emotionally with that friend. Then I go to the men and I say, what do you do for self-care? And this is what I get. Exactly. I get nothing. Dead silence. Often. Right? And so, you know, 
what are you doing to take care of yourself? And and for the men, you know, and, and sometimes I've helped individuals, clients to, to figure it out. But I have one client who now has booked every Thursday evening is his time away from his family. He's he's talked to his wife and he said, I need one night to myself. And she was, of course, she was okay with it. She really wanted to encourage him to take care of himself. And so he books a massage one week and then he goes for an acupuncture treatment the opposite week. And he does that on a weekly basis. He feels better, less stressed, more empowered, more re-energized when he takes care of himself. Dead CEOs and dead business owners don't make their numbers. Trust me on that. So that's the SWAT from a personal side, not just the business side. Now, when we're looking at uh, some of the other things that businesses have to look at, you know, when's the last time you analyzed your competition, right? That goes underneath SWAT again, opportunities, maybe threats. But if you haven't done a good analysis of your competition, I've talked to business owners who often say, oh, I don't even know what they're charging for price. You know, we're that much better. How do you know you're better, right? Do some analysis figure it out don't just assume also take responsibility many times i hear yeah my team's just not the right team or you know they can't seem to get the job done and i hear a lot of blaming going on right oh it's the economy is so terrible well i'm sorry to disappoint you but you have to take responsibility for everything if you're in charge and you're the leader and your company's not doing well it's your fault and if your team isn't doing well who hired them it's still your fault and if you didn't hire them directly and your HR department hired them, it's still your fault because you're in charge of your HR department. You see, ultimately, you have to take full responsibility for everything. Stop blaming. Stop blaming the economy. Somebody in, in your industry is doing well no matter what the economy is doing. So why isn't it your company? So take responsibility. Execution. Without execution and flawless and perfect and, and fantastic execution, now it's not always perfect. But the goal is to get it as close to perfect as you can. You've got to have great execution because you can have the best plans and the best systems and the best people. But if they're not executing effectively, then you're not going to have happy customers and eventually you won't have any customers. So what are you doing to ensure that you've got really good structure around execution? How are you trusting but verifying that the execution is great? Do you touch base with your clients or customers afterwards? Are you asking them how they feel about the execution that you did and and what service or what product that you provided. So those are some things I really want you to think about leadership. Like I said, we could talk about leadership all day long. There's just so much to talk about. And a few years back, I was able to, I was actually asked to contribute a chapter to a book called With Excellence, Power, Powerful Strategies on How to Get More Out of Life, Finance and Business. And my chapter was on leadership excellence. And in that leadership excellence chapter, one of the things I came up with was my leadership excellence triangle. And the leadership excellence triangle really starts on a foundation of service. So I've said it before, great leaders understand they are of service to the, their followers, not the other way around. So the foundation is service. You know, great leaders from service, they go to integrity. You know, they have an inner integrity. They don't not, not necessarily have to know what the rules are because they've got that integrity. They're going to be true to the integrity. They have vision. You know, great leaders have vision. Without vision, the followers don't know where you're going. And they have courage because you don't always know the answers. There's not always a clear path. And if you have this vision, how are you going to execute on it? You may not know, but you have the courage to take the next step and take another step or go figure it out. And then they're competent. You know, competence is key to leadership. And so that's part of our triangle. 
And so if you want a copy of this chapter and you'd like to see the Leadership Excellence Triangle, just email us. Uh, we'll glad to, gladly send you out a, a copy of the PDF. We'll email it right over to you. It's info at soniccoaching.com. Two C's in the middle there, Sonic and Coaching. That's info at soniccoaching.com. You know, at the end of that uh, chapter, I also have some great questions. So under, under service, uh, servant leadership or leaders of service, the questions are, you know, why do you lead? Is it to, is it to serve or for the power and the prestige? You know, do I want to serve first or do I want to be served first? These are great questions to figure out your own leadership style, strengths and possible weaknesses. Do the people I serve grow as individuals as a result of my leadership? Under integrity questions, we've got questions like, can I be counted on to speak the truth even when others might disagree? Wow, that's a big one, right? Are you willing to disagree to actually speak the truth. You know, years ago I was in an organization where we had our senior management team meeting and the group had agreed on something before I joined the team. I came in from outside the organization and I realized that I couldn't I couldn't agree with what they had agreed on. It didn't make sense for the company. And so I stood on my own and I put a business case together as to why it didn't make sense. And in the end I was able to convince them that we had to try my try a new strategy. You know, I was brought in there to help turn the company around. Well, that's having integrity, being true to myself. Am I honest with my interaction with others? Do I spin the truth to get what I want? Right? That's another great integrity question. Where in my life do my words not match my actions? Your words aren't matching your actions? <laughs> that's an integrity problem. And in your personal life, ask your spouse or someone who knows you well. Where are they not lining up? I ask my team this all the time. It's part of our exit interview right to make sure that we're always aligned with our our values and our integrity vision questions do i know where i'm going do i have a passion for what i do does it spark a flame inside me and my people to keep going do others around me get excited when i share the vision courage questions do i wait to be told what to do or do i go out and make things happen do you wait for somebody else to have the courage where in life doesn't it hurt enough yet to make some changes you know, eventually you're gonna you're gonna move. It just doesn't hurt enough yet. Where in life doesn't it hurt enough yet? Why wait till it hurts a lot before you make a change? You know, is it in your personal life when you did your personal SWAT? Are you not spending enough time with your family? Right? Does it not hurt enough? Is it gonna hurt enough when your spouse walks up to you and says, I want a divorce? Too late maybe at that point, right? But you don't want it to hurt to that point. Courage question, one more. How can I lead myself and my team to being the best in our industry? Competence questions. Do I currently have all the required skills to be truly competent? What skills will I need in five years to continue to stay ahead of my competition? And here's a, here's a great question. Where do I need to start making changes today to make sure that my skills are still relevant in the future? You know, we've got some balance questions here as well. I'm not going to go through them, but as I said, if you, uh, you email us, um, my assistant will send something out to you. She'll send a copy of the chapter out uh, with all the questions. So, you know, Again, we could talk for hours still on leadership, but hopefully I've given you enough things to think about. If you're not going to do anything after listening to this, uh, this show today, at least do one thing. Trust but verify. You've got to trust but verify. You can't just trust but not verify because by the time you verify, it might be too late and you might not have a company. You know, I had a, a former client of mine who years ago 
you know, the, the one of the key things I said is you've got to continue to trust but verify. So she, we hadn't worked together in a number of years and the company had been doing well. And all of a sudden she ended up having to sell the company because they got into a lot of debt and needed to clean up the debt by, through the sale of the company. I said, what happened? She says, I didn't listen to you. I didn't continue to trust but verify. And I trusted someone very closely to manage my, uh, my accounts uh, payable and realized we were we had hundreds of thousands of dollars in payable that payables that were over 90 days old but i didn't realize it till we started to get the overdue notices and by then it was too late we didn't have the cash flow or the cash to actually pay all the debts so we sold the company paid off the debts and and the rest is history but don't get to that point so if you take one thing away today it's trust but verify now Hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, this show, and uh, please make sure you reach out to us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Sonic Coaching. We've got a group called Ask the Coach on Facebook as well. You know, join the Facebook group, ask us questions. I'll personally answer the questions for you. If they're great question and and a big question that our audience would like to hear, I'm glad to turn that into a show as well. Also, we're gonna we're gonna pause the podcast. Um, for a few weeks here i'm off uh, traveling to india so you know watch for the posts i'll be posting some things in from india i'm doing a talk over there at a university and some great stuff going on so i'll be updating you on my whereabouts uh, through social media particularly through facebook and linkedin so again make sure you're connecting with us and i'm um, looking forward to coming back with uh you know being able to share all of the great strategies and things that i've learned uh, from some leadership conferences that i'll be attending over there So thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you in a few weeks.